Welcome to This Week in Craft Beer, the podcast, a weekly show where we interview the people making the magic happen in the UK craft beer scene, sponsored by Polykeg, the best performing and easiest to use one-way keg on the market. This Week in Craft Beer publishes the UK's leading craft beer newsletter every Monday morning by email. To subscribe for free, please visit our website at thisweekincraft.beer. I'm delighted to welcome to the podcast Brendan from Little Monster Brewing, based in Chichester, West Sussex. Having honed his craft at Gypsy Hill, Four Pure and Arundel Brewery, Brendan launched Little Monster in January 2018, initially as a Gypsy Brewery. Brendan, please introduce yourself and tell me about your beer journey and how you came to start Little Monster. Hey Rob, thank you very much for getting me on the show. So yeah, I'm Brendan Quinn, owner, founder, brewer, sales... <laughs> marketing of uh, Little Monster Brewing Company. And as you said in your introduction, started this back in 2018. Right. But the journey started way back in 2000, Rob, mm-hmm. when I was traveling in Canada. Right. I was in, uh, yeah, Montreal. Mm-hmm. And I just wish I knew the restaurant or the bar or the beer I was drinking. <laughs> but what I remember was just sitting in Montreal, uh, a beautiful summer's evening, and you know, like the beer I was drinking in the UK, right. I said to the guy, can I have a, a Molston's or whatever the traditional beer was back then? And he said, no, 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 I've got something really nice for you. And I remember him giving me this beer and it's similar to Yule. And I know we'll, we'll talk about Yule in a sec. Yeah. Um, and I just remember drinking this amazing beer. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And I just remember yeah. sitting there most of the night drinking this juicy pale ale. And that's how I sort of got into craft beer. And I remember coming back to the UK, as I said, that was back in 2000, and trying to find these beers, you know, I drank and I just couldn't find it anywhere. Good luck with that. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it was back to, I don't know what I was drinking 20 years ago, but most probably Carling and Cronenberg and Foster's and the usual, you know. And then back in 2011, a mate of mine, Rob, in um, another Rob in Sydney, got a homebrew kit from his wife and he started homebrewing and he said to me, Brendan, I'm really making some good beer. You should get one. And I was like, yeah, okay. I bought a starter pack and I'll tell you, Rob, I made some terrible beer, some <laughs> terrible beer. And, you know, anyone who's listening, who's a home brewer who or started as a home brewer, my beer started improving and I started giving it to friends and family and they were like, Brendan, this is, this is really good. I never entered any competition, so I never won any competition. But I joined, um, I think they're called LAB, London Amateurs Brewers Association or something like yeah. that. I think mm-hmm. it's Lab. Yeah. Yeah, joined them. I remember we used to meet at the bottle shop, which I think is closed now. Maybe they still open on Bermondsey Street, you know, on the Bermondsey Beer Mile. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Tina, Rob, I learned so much from those guys. Mm. There were some amazing home brewers. Like these guys could easily just walk into a job at a commercial brewery. These guys were, so my beer sort of practicing at home, going to the LAB, my beer's just really improved. And then I wouldn't say I lost interest. I, you know, life just sort of takes over and I sort of stopped it for a little while. And then something sort of in in my life, uh, you know, turned around. I lost my dad, unfortunately. And I just started sort of seeing a different viewing life as in because I've just lost my dad from cancer life's too short you know let me do what I what I've been enjoying and that was the home brewing and making beer 
And then that year, at the end of the year, um, I took a trip to Australia. My brother lives in Sydney. Right. And I went to New Zealand and I got a mate who owns a bottle store in New Zealand. And he showed me around the whole beer scene in, in New Zealand. As we know, it's, it's a which, fantastic... Sorry to interrupt you, Brendan. Which year yeah. are we talking about now for the... For the so, sorry. Yeah, but... I didn't give any dates. So... I started homebrewing 2011. Right. So I went away to New Zealand in 2014. Right. That's mm-hmm. when I took my trip. And that year, my mate Phil, with him owning a very big bottle st- store in, uh, in Auckland, mm-hmm. he took me to a number of people in the industry. He knows quite a lot of people. And New Zealand was basically uh, Rob where I said to myself, this is what I actually want to do. Right. I, I nice. love the home brewing. Mm-hmm. This is what, and then that, so that was January, February. We went for like two months. So I came back around February, yeah, end of February. And I started sending out emails to, right. to different breweries saying, listen, guys, I really want to get into the craft beer scene. I'll volunteer, I'll work, do whatever. And Rob, no one got back to me. <laughs> no one got back. Actually, no, I'll be fair. I think the Colonel, Evan, yeah, Evan yep. from the Colonels came back to me and said, Brendan, you know, we get these requests all the time. We just, unfortunately, mate, you know, we can't do it. And then Gypsy Hill were doing a tasting in London. I was living in London at the time. Yep. And at the end of the tasting, I got chatting to one of the owners and Simon, the head brewer. And I said, guys, I, I want to get into beer. Can I come volunteer? And they were like, yes, absolutely. We always, <laughs> we're always looking for people. And then let's just bring it up to date. So from Gypsy Hill, you moved to Forpure? So yeah, Gypsy Hill and Forpure, I was sort of volunteering at both. So mm-hmm. I was doing, I don't know what it was at the time, two days at Forpure, three days at Gypsy, mm-hmm. whatever it was. And then eventually Forpure offered me a role a permanent role where I started from scratch at both places. So, I, I, you know, cleaning, yep. canning lines, cellaring, kegging, whatever. And then eventually at Forpure, I got an opportunity to get on the brew kit. John, who's still the head brewer, they now said, Brendan, we want to start training up on. And that was about a year into my role, my permanent role at Forpure. All right. that time, it was just canning line, kegging, mm-hmm. cellaring, doing the gravities, the usual stuff when you start out at a brewery. And then as a family, we moved out of London and we moved down Chichester Way. Yeah. Yeah. So I was the main brewer at Arundel. Nice. Yeah. And had a had a good nearly two years at Arundel. And then Rob, yeah, I just got to a point where I was just confident enough and wanted to do my own thing. And that's when Little Monster started in in 2018. It's been a really good journey. You know, it's, I've worked with some top breweries. I know Four Pure now. They're owned by one of the big guys. But back then, it was a fantastic brewery to learn at. I oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And Gypsy Hill as well, which obviously is still independently owned yeah. now, are a fantastic brewery. I still love those guys. I still know a lot of people there. I know nice. a lot of people at Four Pure. And then obviously, Arundel were at a stage where they were mainly doing cask beer, some yes. very good cask yep. beer. And I know... Stuart, the owner, he just started introducing some some craft range and he wanted to bring me in just to expand that. And yeah, I can say that we yeah, we did some we did some really nice beers at Arundel. And I know they've only gone from strength to strength. So. Absolutely. I think you so you, know, the, you you really helped them down that path as far as I can see. I wasn't really familiar with their beers at that time, but from the story you've described, it sounds very similar to the conversation I had with Alex at S43 
a couple of months ago who okay. helped S43 go through that same journey. You know, a traditional regional Durham-based brewer brewing very highly rated cask yeah. beers for the local market. And they hired Alex, who's a Texan, to come in and basically start brewing craft beer for them. And and they're now extremely well regarded, aren't they, in, in the UK it, market, S43. Absolutely. And, so, and they, yeah, they're doing some really good beer as well, those guys. Yeah. No, so really it sounds nice, like yeah. you helped Arundel execute that same pivot. And I'm sure they're extremely happy that they did that this year with the challenge of selling cask beer and the fact that package craft beer is probably keeping them afloat isn't it so it's, no uh, absolutely um and as i said yeah arundel have only gone f- from strength to strength they, those guys are doing some really nice beer so so there you go rob yeah that's the beer <laughs> journey from canada to where i'm sitting right now um, tell me about your team so the team i have so first one is, is robbie and he, he gets he's um ginger and beer on instagram Robbie is um, is quite a big beer blogger on Instagram. And nice. me and Robbie have known each other for about two years or so. He first got introduced with a collab I did with a brewery called 81 Artisan. And me and Robbie just got talking. We got really friendly. And Robbie basically joined me about a year ago, year and a half ago, on a part-time basis. Because okay. he's, uh, he's, got, he's got a full-time job. So Robbie does all my socials. Right. He does all my marketing stuff. He does some sales as well. He does festivals, new events, that type of thing. Right. Yep. So I've got a, another guy named Paul. Paul, uh, again, I met Paul about a about a year ago. We actually met at a at a craft beer bar. I think he overheard me talking to the <laughs> bar staff about Little Monster. Yep. And he just introduced himself and he said, you know, I love beer and I'm looking at getting involved with someone. Let's have a chat. Again, one thing led to another. He sort of works with me, but on a part-time basis. He's got his own business. Right. But he, he's my commercial and sales manager. So Paul does yeah, all the commercial stuff and all the sales stuff. And then I can just concentrate on recipes, yep. brewing, the face of Little Monster, <laughs> and then doing stuff like this with you um, yep. as well. Um, and then... We do have another sales guy, um, Scott, but we just had to hold off, unfortunately. He was going to start with us, again, on a part-time yeah, basis, yeah. but we just don't have stock, Rob. No, <laughs> nothing to sell. You don't need, to, you don't need a big sales exactly. team right now. So <laughs> he was literally ready to go. Yeah, he was literally ready to go. And we actually all just looked at each other like, what happens if Scott goes out and just sells you know, all this beer? Hmm. And like, we don't actually have it. So... Unfortunately, yes, yeah, Scott's just had to just sit on the back burner for a little bit. Yep. But he, he will start up soon. Yeah, he will. Uh, and again, Rob, Scott will just work for us, you know, a day, a week, two days a week, uh, just taking over existing accounts and then looking for new business as well. So, so yeah, so there's, so there's three of us, me, Robbie and Paul. And then, as I say, Scott just sits in the sort of just sitting in the in the background until we got some right. beer where we can actually sell it so yeah let's talk about this first beer brendan we're um i'm yeah. halfway down mine this is yule i think this is fair to say this is your flagship pale ale 4.6 percent. i think it's delicious can you tell me what's in it and what's special about it from your perspective so thank you uh, rob yeah i love yule and yes it is our flagship this is the beer we uh, we, we almost want to, and I'm not scared to say this. We almost want you like Steady Rolling Man from Daya. Yep. We want you to be like Sonoma from uh, from Track. Yeah. Uh, we want you to be like Lightbulb from Verdant. Mm. So so it's packed with Mosaic and Citra. Right. Just those two classic hops, hot side and cold side. Right. And we use Vermont yeast on that. 
Most of my other beers, I used uh, London Ale 3, but for Yule, I use Vermont. Uh, I love that yeast. Well, both both, both yeasts are, are amazing. Yeah. And so this is what I, going back to the beginning when we started chatting, this is the beer what I remember drinking in, in Montreal. And I just remember, as I said, I just wish I remembered mm. the brewery and the name. But I just remember just being, like what you said, just super fresh, mm. fruity, easy drinking, just a, a light malt base. This is version four you drinking. So I, I think all the versions have been really nice from the start. But I think the first two I did were just a little malt heavy, almost bordering an IPA, quite heavy, but chewy. Yep. And so I dropped, if I can top of my head, I think I dropped half a bag of oats and I dropped some torrified wheat. So when I say dropped, as in not got rid of them completely, just dropped the percentages of them, yeah. yep. um, just to thin it out a bit. But, uh, but at the same time, I don't think it's, you know, it's not a thin beer. No, it's not. It's still, it's, it's nice, it's still nice mouthfeel for 4%. Yeah, right? and, I, and I think it's just that classic pale where mm. you've just got that real light malt body. And what I, I believe with a pale ale, you just want all the hops to shine through. Yep. And I, the, the citra and the mosaic is definitely shining through. Mm. So that's what I just tried to copy. I tried to copy that beer I drank in Montreal, just an easy drinking sessionable beer. And I think we're pretty much there, Rob. I, I don't think I'll tweak it anymore now. I think we're pretty much there. And just to tell you, the name Yule, um, <laughs> I actually never called it Yule. I think people just slowly started calling it Yule. I'm very much into aviation. I love okay. aviation and planes. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm a bit of an aviation geek. So Yule is actually the airport code for Montreal. <laughs> okay, like the call sign, not the booking code. But the, uh, no, the it's uh, so like um, yeah, yeah. so. It's actually C Y U L, okay. where Gatwick is E G K K and, and yep. Heathrow is E G L L. So Y U L is the airport code, like the ICO code they call it, um, right. for Montreal. So that's where Yule comes into nice, play. easy, so, memorable. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I just call it Yule all the time now. Nobody's so. gonna, you know, there's nothing else, anything like it in terms of names. So nobody's gonna confuse it, which is good. Absolutely. So but as I say, this is our signature beer. This mm. is one we want to really push out to a lot of people. And I, and I think it just works well. This I think it's it lovely. Really it's moderate carbonation as well that I, I appreciate yeah. in, in a beer of this strength. Having a bit of carbonation in there helps to just give it a bit more body, doesn't it? And, Absolutely. and develop the flavour. So it's, yeah. it's a lovely beer, Brendan. How often Thank are you brewing you. this? This is... So it's your core beer. So does this you brewing this sort of every third brew or something or what's it? No, I wish we um, and I'm sure we'll talk where I currently brew and, and what's yep. happening, you know, with brewing. But no, we actually can't brew this enough. Yeah, actually, I, I would say maybe yeah, maybe every third to fourth brew, Rob. At okay. the moment, mm. I would like to do it maybe like twice a month, maybe yep. even three times a month because we're starting to uh, get into Europe now, nice. and Europe are absolutely loving this. So um, I bet you could sell five times what you're making of this maybe 10 oh, I can absolutely. imagine this, this uh, Rob and as yeah. I said I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure we'll talk about it in a bit but we are desperate for more capacity at the moment so a couple of questions about well Australia and New Zealand really have you been back there since 2014 no I haven't actually been back then and your brother no. still your brother still lives there yeah my brother's yep. still in Sydney so yeah I do I do need a trip out there but obviously with everything going on I don't <laughs> think that's going to happen so it's not a criticism um, I'm, just, I'm just curious see um, I'm quite interested in the Australian market I was lucky enough to live and work in Sydney okay nearly 20 years ago so it was almost another lifetime ago but it was a great experience lovely place to live and at the time I was I was traveling quite widely I mean Australia and also to Wellington and, and Auckland at least monthly 
so regular visits to all the big cities and i was struck by the australians enthusiasm for beer even though it was terrible at the time you know their beer was horrible but they were still didn't stop <laughs> didn't limit their enthusiasm for it and so i'm curious to see how that market's developing and and just last week actually i read the summary of the 2020 australian craft beer survey that was published just just recently i i'll send you a link later you might be interested yeah. but uh, yeah 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 a, an unbelievable 17000 respondents to this survey and considering wow. the population's what 20 million you know so that would be the equivalent <laughs> yeah. of 50,000 people responding yeah. to a survey. I mean, can you imagine that? What you know, what a massive survey. And it seemed to report an industry in really good health. They've obviously not been impacted anything like as much as we have by COVID, so they haven't. You know, we don't I don't want to get into that too much, but yeah. you know, the fact is their craft beer market seems to be really booming. I mean, we hear you see the odd beer reviewed in the uk on on instagram in australian beer and you know and you hear people talking about some of the bigger i think garage project i think is one of the bigger bigger uh, garage project is in yeah. new zealand yeah in wellington um, right but the big one for me and i know my brother drinks there because he doesn't live too far is uh modus operandi okay um they near mona vale which is yep. north of sydney and then i'm actually going to give a shout out to my mate nick who i actually worked with okay so nick is the head brewer at one drop brewing mm-hmm. company down near where the airport is right and yeah. nick's doing some amazing beers what i hear my brother's he does tell me uh, rob that yeah the australian market mm. is, is is booming a lot there's a lot of breweries opening up in sydney in melbourne and yeah it, it's doing really well i think australia were a little bit behind with new zealand in terms of and, and you mentioned one of them you know garage project mm. There's some amazing breweries in, in New Zealand. I know Soren from Eight Wired, who's just north of Auckland. I know Craig from Batch Brewing does have some amazing beers. New Zealand is a, a real melting pot for craft beer. Uh, nice. I, I, other... any, any of your listeners, yeah, if you guys are in, in New Zealand, just go search out. There's some fantastic <laughs> breweries there. Some fantastic I'm sure anybody there. listening to this podcast will probably already be deep yeah. in that scene, wouldn't they? But the, the other interesting point I was going to make to you is I saw actually just this week, I mentioned that the UK, in terms of number of breweries per head of population is second in the world only to New Zealand. Let's talk for a minute about your current situation then, Brendan. You're brewing, as far as I understand it, at Missing Link. Yeah, brewing at Missing Link. So Jeremy owns Missing Link. I've been gypsy brewing there since um, September last year. Mm-hmm. so maybe you you're asking oh Brendan, but that doesn't sort of fall into place because you said you've been going for three years but uh, <laughs> you've only been making beers for just over a year mm-hmm. so what i did rob the first sort of year and a half i just I, I wanted to just build the brand get my name out there i did a number of collabs i did a collab with gypsy hill mm-hmm. with broly brewing with eight arch uh, near bournemouth yep. uh, so i did a number of collabs just to build up the name and then i was ready to start brewing on my own right but unfortunately i just couldn't find it you know a, a decent sorry and I, I use that word but yeah, I just couldn't find a decent place to brew, Rob. I am so passionate and so focused on what I do. Yep. And if it's not right for me, it's not right for you and not mm. right for anybody else. I want everything to be 100% from the obviously the beer to my labels to everything. So I just couldn't find a, a good place to brew. I'm, mm. I'm not going to lie. You know, some of the, obviously I'm going to mention, but some of the places I went to was like, you guys brew beer, yeah, you know, and I think I just had such a good foundation from learning at Gypsy Hill and Forpia how we, yeah. they just drilled it into us, how we need to clean and 
the things we did there, you know, it was just clean, 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 hygiene, hygiene, hygiene. Right. And I just couldn't find a suitable place. And I said to myself, you know, if I have to still, if I still can't launch my own beers in another six months, I'll keep on looking for another six months. Yep. And then, yeah, and then fortunately, some capacity came available at Jeremy at Missing Link. And we've been brewing ever since then. I've got a good relationship with those guys. Mm-hmm. I think the only unfortunate thing, and, and Jeremy knows this, so there's, you know, there's nothing to sort of hide, is I just wish I could have more tanks. Oh, of course. Yeah, he's, he, yeah, he's only got me two tanks mm-hmm. at the moment. And we are trying to find some other places. Mm-hmm. And we've got a few things happening, I mean, which should kick off in the next sort of month, maybe two months. So. Okay. In terms of picking up capacity at somewhere else or or getting your own uh, facility? So, yeah, picking up capacity at some other places. And then we're even looking at purchasing some of our own tanks where we can actually install them at some other breweries. And then so those will be our tanks. And then obviously when we, and again, I'm sure we'll touch on it, and when we eventually move into our own place, we will uh, we'll obviously just take the those tanks, tanks will move away. With you. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, kind of it's a nice sort of interim place. step, so, actually. Yeah. But you know, at the same time, Rob, I need to just be very grateful that I've just managed to get two tanks. You know. Sure. And yep. and we've pushed a lot of beer from those two tanks, but we're definitely at a stage now where we have to up our capacity. So. Yes. So you know, considering you've only got two tanks here, you're brewing just once a month, I guess, or. Yeah. So. Um, so, for example, I'm brewing on Wednesday again. Mm-hmm. So, as soon as a beer comes out and packaged, then we give it, you know, we give it a couple of days and then we're brewing into it straight away. So, yep. Monarchy, as you know, was canned, what, last Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. So, that's why I'm brewing in on uh, so Wednesday. So, as soon as one beer comes out, yep. we uh, and we just rotate it like that. Mm-hmm. So, TAC, the table beer, the Kavake table yep. beer comes out on, I think, Wednesday as well. Okay, nice. That yep. means I will brew maybe Friday or the next following monday monday right. or tuesday yeah. so that's how how we rotate but with europe coming on on board now quite a lot as mm. i said to you earlier we we definitely need to up that capacity because there's been quite a bit of demand from europe and that which is which is great it's good to see that the beer is going across to certain places in oh, europe absolutely. And yeah, yeah yeah so and you're still um, doing you're still doing collabs even under the sort of difficult situation this year i mean I, yeah you, so the, the one you did with Pipeline, I thought was magnificent. I mean, that, that was yeah, one of the nicest that. beers I had this year. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was... Um, Monster yeah, Wave. Yeah, yeah well, I met I met Johnny, a really nice guy. And he, mm. and he's doing some great beers oh, as well. Oh, yes, yeah. We had him um, on about really, six weeks ago. It's a great guy. Yeah, some really nice beer. And I, and I listened I listened to uh, the podcast. So so I met Johnny at the Arundel Beer Festival. Uh, okay. Arundel last, held... Uh, last January, ha- yeah. Yeah, and unfortunately, they're not going to do one no. this year, I don't think. And so Robbie basically got hold of Johnny and said, you know, Johnny, let's let do something. And one thing led to another. Mm-hmm. We did this sort of virtual collab with, with Johnny. And mm-hmm. uh, it was amazing. We, we both threw out some some recipe ideas. We mm-hmm. tweaked a few little things. We, we, both, we both were quite similar what we wanted. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think I wanted to add one certain hop and Johnny was like, no, no, I, I use that on one of my core range. I was like, absolutely. Let's, let's okay. drop it and yeah. add something else. And that beer came out really nice. It really so, did, uh, yeah. Very good. Let's briefly touch on your future plans then, Brendan. So, sure. so what can you tell us about Little Monsters Permanent Home? What are your thoughts there? What are you doing about it? And what's it going to look like when you actually get it off the ground? <laughs> you know, how big of a premises are you looking at? You know, what's the, what's Massive. The Massive. <laughs> 
I can see ourselves in Chichester just building a nice production facility with a number of tanks where we can supply the tap room. Yes, we're going to have a nice tap room. And then we can still supply our key accounts because I don't want to forget about those guys because those guys helped me from the start. And that's that's basically it, Rob. I I just want a nice facility with, what, five, six, seven tanks, a nice tap room. People can come drink beer, yep. have, have this nice atmosphere. You know, like most, I'm sure you've been to a number of... Uh, <laughs> More than tap- is good for me, I can tell you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's pretty much pretty much what I want. And What, just releasing two, three canned beers a week, maybe? Something like it. that, You're just a nice rolling release schedule, yeah. Exactly. And you know what? And if, uh, you know, I want to keep the relationship with Missing Link and I want to keep the relationship with these other guys we're talking to, you know, I can still use you know, Missing Link and these other guys, if I need bigger batches. Um, And in terms of timelines, we're hoping we can start, um, again, I don't want to say too much because there's some other people involved, but we are, we we at a stage now where it's it's happening. You know, we are, we are looking at sites. We've got one or two, as I said, I can't say, we've got one or two investors who are, who, who we're talking to. Right. And yeah, we're hoping to get maybe something up. It's already, it's already bloody uh, November yeah. already. Mm. But we, we're hoping maybe something by the summer. Sure. Uh, if not, then maybe towards the end of the year. But again, Rob, I, and, and again, I think you've picked it up with me. You know, it's like, it's like I said to you earlier with my beer and the labels. I want it to be right. I just yep. don't want to find any facility i don't want to find oh just because we need to you know we need more capacity let's just go build it there i want it to be right i want it i want it to be an experience for people yeah Um, yeah you know there's food there come have some beers and it's just that's how i see the vision of it so nice well hopefully the um the news about the vaccine today moves your plans up Possibly, yeah. you know, who let's not get carried away about it, but it sounds like there could be some light at the end of the tunnel. No, least. absolutely. So, yeah. I read I read that today and it mm. definitely yeah, I think we all needed some of the we'll some some good, of news. good yeah. news. Yeah, definitely. absolutely. As you said, I know we don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but it's definitely um yeah, I, th- I think I think everyone will be be saying the same thing. Let's take a short break, Brendan. This week in craft beer is sponsored by Polykeg offering a simple solution to deliver your beverages around the world in prestige condition. Available in sizes from 12 to 30 litres with connectors to suit any market and with a nine-month shelf life, Polykeg is your number one choice for one-way kegs. Ready to fill, upside or downside, with built-in pressure relief for extra safety and recycling. For a free sample or demonstration, call 01388 433 433 or visit www.polykeg.com. So I'm back with Brendan from Little Monster for the second half of the show. Brendan, I'd like to start the second half with the most difficult question of all for brewers, which is to ask you to define what makes you different. What's your unique perspective on the market? We're just talking about how crowded Sussex is as a, as a market for craft beer. What makes Little Monster um, different? That's a good question, Rob. Um, I don't think we're too different to other breweries, you know. I think in terms of what I want from Little Monsters, I just want us to be original. I want to brew the beers... I want to brew and I want to brew the beers. I like to drink. I like the local influence. So I try support, you know, if we, and I know we were sort of talking a little bit, a little bit off uh, about this offline, but you know, if I'm going to brew a a tiramisu stout or something, you know, where I'm using coffee, 
I want to use, you know, there's a real great local coffee yes. roaster Chichester called Host. Mm-hmm. And um, they, she, does, Rebecca, does some amazing coffee. So, and, and I know, listen, I know a lot of people are doing that, but no, I think, I think for me, just to be a little different is we just want to, we want to just stick to the styles. I like, as I say again, I like drinking, I like brewing, trying to use as many local producers you know, around the area and not trying to get influenced too much about how the, you know, how the market is getting dictated and that. Um, but I know that's not always difficult as well. So, hmm. yeah, I think, I think that's pretty much what, what, what we're looking at. So that's fine. I don't necessarily think you have to be different, by the way. It's just slightly true yeah. question in that respect. You can be, you can be brilliantly on point for what the market is asking for. And if you were different, then you, that would sort of reduce the accuracy of, of what you're doing as it relates to market demand. So I think, you know, you guys have to some extent trapped lightning in the bottle in, in that you're delivering the exact hazy pails and, and IPAs that are going down a storm and have been for the last couple of years yeah. and will continue to do so for the foreseeable future, I think. So yeah. So that's great. And the, the more you deviate from that, that isn't necessarily doing you any favours. I don't know. No, absolutely. But I think, actually, now that you just you, you spoke a little bit more about that, Rob, I think with Little Monster, you won't see... And again, it's, it's not a bad thing. I know people are loving them. I know people enjoy drinking them. I know breweries love brewing them. But I don't think with Little Monster, you won't see me brewing these big sort of, uh, what's the right word, out of this world type beers with, like, let's take uh, Omnipolo for, for yep. you know. An extreme you know, they, example of everything. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like these big syrupy, sweet lactose, you know, I just, you won't see Little Monster, you know, the old saying, never say never, mm-hmm. but I know our range, we quite stick into the styles. We're doing dippers, pale ales, IPA, sours. L- listen, I'm not going to say we're not going to do like a funky beer in the next six months. All I'm saying is you, you just won't see us producing a lot of these big sort of chocolate, syrupy, vanilla, peanut butter sure. type, yeah. type beers. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to stick to the more, the basic styles. But we will we will mix it up as well, though. Don't know. Yep. Cool. Talking about your American IPAs and, and how well you brew those. Let's talk about Monarchy that we're both working on now. 6.5%. Yeah. I'm really happy how, and I know you've got the latest batch. Hmm. We brewed Monarchy back in December. So Monarchy, uh, and I'll talk a bit more what we've done, what we've put in this time in right. terms of hops and all that. Mm-hmm. Monarchy goes back to the story I explained earlier, Rob, where I went to New Zealand and yep. my mate Phil took me around and introduced me to a number of people in the industry. So that's why it's the second, you know, the sort of the second core range is I'm sort of dedicating it to New Zealand where mm-hmm. I made my decision. I love the country as well. I've been a number of times to New yeah. Zealand, I've got friends and family there and Monarchy, the actual, it's a Maori name that the, the actual whole name is Monarchy Tanga, which is a, and obviously I couldn't fit that all on the can. <laughs> So Monarchy is basically, and it says um, it says at the back of the can, um, to support, protect, show respect, generosity, care for others. It also means like hospitality. Okay. And, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And Rob, every time I've gone to New Zealand, that's how you feel going to yep. New Zealand. The people are amazing. And mm. again, I mentioned that on the on the you know the notes on the back of the can. 
the beer is phenomenal. The people are amazing. The, the, the country, I don't know if you've been, Rob. But I have, yeah, a few times, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the country, you know, you know what it's like. The country is amazing. So, Monarchy, yeah, it, it's sort of, I just wanted to say to New Zealand, thank you for, yeah. you know, every time I've been there is making me feel so welcome. And then plus the second part of that is that's where I made my decision. I said nice. to myself, yes, this is what I want to do. So, well, let's so just that's before you... Before you get in any further to the beer, I just got a point to make, and I'll forget it if I don't mention it now. Yeah, because <laughs> that's, that's how my mind works. But I agree with you. New Zealand is a beautiful country. You know, amazing uh, scenery, lovely people, very hospitable. The only yeah. place on earth I think that I would challenge you with to say it's more hospitable is South Africa. I've always been absolutely overwhelmed with hospitality in South Africa. I've only ever been there on business, actually. I've been, I've been lucky enough okay. to go there four or five times on business trips over the last 20 years or so. And, and I've always been absolutely overwhelmed with the hospitality in South Africa. So uh, it's a Southern Hemisphere thing, I think. But, I think uh, <laughs> so, Rob. Yeah, no, thank you. And, and I'm sure, and again, I'm sure your, yeah, your listeners um, have picked up on my accent. Um, yeah, I have, I have been in the UK a long time. So yeah, I was born in, born in Johannesburg from a, uh, my mum's South African, my dad was Scottish. So I, I've actually always been on a, on a British passport. But anyway, that's, a, that's another story. So yeah, I, um, I agree with you. Um, I haven't been back to South Africa. I haven't been back home for about 10 years. But but yeah, I think South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, I, I think we, we all have that, that same sort of that welcoming feeling mm. and we love to entertain and, and barbecue or braai as we call it in South Africa. And while we're on that note, um, Rob, I'm just going to say one thing. I'm not going to give too much, but the next beer we're brewing is something to do with my South African roots. Okay, and that's, nice. all, that's yep. all I'm saying. <laughs> that's Very good. that's one for your that's one for your listeners. A teaser, so, uh, yeah, yeah. A teaser, yeah. Tell us more about Monarchy. What's in so it? Monarchy, and had yeah, for it, so, yeah. so Monarchy is sort of a, a New England IPA. I just got a. It's it's um you know we use um, an IPA malt. We use a lot of oats, a lot of wheat. Mm-hmm. That sort of same crisp bill most breweries use for a for a New England. You know, you want that. Want a lot of protein in there, a lot of haze. And with this second version of Monarchy, I've, I've, I've used three new hops. So it's, it's, a, it's mainly kiwi hops, but then there's a little bit of uh, American hops in there as well. So this time around, I used um, Pacifica, which actually has been around for a little while, wow. a New Zealand hop. I used a hop called the Bruce. Mm-hmm. I used a hop called the Betty. Mm-hmm. And then I used a little bit of a Zaka. And that right. was all on hot, hot, you know, whirlpool, so hot yep. side and then cold side. And yeah, Rob, I'm really happy how this has come out. Mm. Uh, for a 6.5, it's super smooth. Mm, it really is, um, yeah. It's, it doesn't drink like a, a 6.5 at all. No, that's a, for sure, no. It's got a great body. And I think, and if you look at, uh, you know, New Zealand do some amazing hops. Um, you get this sort of, gooseberry sort of wine mm. um and then there's a little bit of tropical in the in, on, on the on the on the sort of on the you know on the back of the palate yeah and yeah i think i think the hops shine through nicely and, mm. I, and I think new zealand hops are quite quite famous for for those sort of those, those aromas what you get in um you know compared to the citrus and the mosaics mm. where you're getting more of your mango and your peach and your pineapple yeah. And I'm really happy. So the, the, the first version we used, um, God, as I said, that was a year ago. I think we used Tahiki, I think. I think we used Raku and something else. And then I used the Zaka as well. 
Right. And then, so even though Monarchy is um, a core range, we are experimenting a little bit on it, which I think is great. So Absolutely. I think you have yeah, to. Yeah, absolutely. So I managed to get Nelson, Nelson mm-hmm. um, for contract next year. I've got okay. Monte Waker. Yep. And I've got some more, uh, the Betty as well. Okay. So nice. version three next year when we do it, will be with those three hops right. and then one American hop. And the reason why I add an American hop, because I still, even though it's a New Zealand IP, it's a New Zealand IPA, it's still a New England IPA. Hi. So <laughs> I just feel like I want to add that that sort of one American hop. I know it sounds yep. a little silly, but uh, no, it's, it's, but it's uh, your beer. You can you know yeah. if, if you can't choose the recipe, then who can? You know <laughs> exactly. And um, yeah, I'm really happy how um, how this has come out. Uh, mm. It's yeah, it's it's super smooth. It's it's got a nice flavor. The only thing I think, and again, I'm just me being who I am and super critical. I think it just lose this. It just loses a little bit on the nose for for some reason. But again, mm. that just could be down to the way kiwi, you know, the way kiwi sort of kiwi hops. You know, if, if that was mosaic or citra mm. or Eldorado, you know, you got that bit. You know, it gives a lot. I more, completely, you know, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, it tastes it tastes much more pungent than it smells um if, exactly. they, you know, if a exactly. taste can be pungent i'm sure it can't yeah. but uh it, 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 yeah. i think it's a lovely balance of flavors i think there's some melon in there as well apart from the fruits, yeah, the, the fruits yeah, you there's, definitely, there. there's yeah. definitely melon in there which is if you look at those if you look at those hops i mentioned if you look at the carrot yeah there's definitely some melon in there i'm really happy yeah i'm just again yeah i'm just holding my glass up yeah i'm mm. just yeah i'm just happy how it's just just a nice color. It's it really like, looks yeah. apart. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. look. Good looking. Uh, yeah, really beer, happy. Yeah. It's it's not a complicated beer at all, Rob. It's just it's true to the style, you know. Mm. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a nice New England, but with you not the traditional New England hops. You know, it's it's mm. all it's all kiwi hops, and that's my sort of uh, my thank you to to New Zealand as we've been discussing the last twenty minutes. So. And, and does this sell as quickly as you? I'm sure it does. Uh, uh, it does. Yeah, yeah. We, we're pushing a lot of this. Uh, yeah, we yeah Monarchy, yeah Monarchy sells sells really well. Actually, all our core ranges um, sell well. It's not not as popular as you, but but it does. Yeah, we do we do push a lot of Monarchy. Yeah. So let's have a chat about influences. We've talked quite a bit about countries but let's talk about specifically breweries apart from you know so you've worked at some influential places in the uk but can you mention other breweries that have been influential in in your beer development you know maybe the us you say you've been to atlanta a few times are there is there a particular us brewery that you can you can think of that perhaps not the one you mentioned but but others that that have led to your your development i mentioned that i did a little bit of not not studied but i i did a lot of work experience out in atlanta with um with my mate eric yeah. from uh, from wild heaven uh rob and but eric is quite a traditional brewer he oh, he's a fantastic brewmaster but so i learned a lot from him he he has influenced me on a um you know on a number of things because i think you you know our, our sort of um tagline is globally inspired locally crafted right. so yeah i have been inspired by a lot of you know a lot of breweries around the world as, as you mentioned mm. you know um but I think the big ones. I think the big one for me in, in America is Trillium. Okay. Yeah. Um, I visited Trillium about four years ago, mm. and yeah, they their their beer actually blew me away. Wonderful. Um, yeah. What's the best way to say this? You know, I want to be, I want to I want to be original. You know, I want to do my own thing. But I, at the same time, I don't think there's any harm in getting inspiration from these other breweries no. or trying to 
copy to a certain and I, and I and I say that sort of inverted copy. You know, you know these guys, and I think these, and I think if I had to tell somebody at Trivium, you know, the guy would say, "Brendan, that's brilliant. I'm yeah. so happy you, absolutely. You know, yeah. you can say that about us." And and um, and I hope someone would, you know, I hope someone would say that about Little Monster, mm. you know, in in three four years time. You know, Brendan, we we want to brew the same beer as you. You know. Yeah. Um, only, but, uh, only put our own spin on it to maybe even improve on it. That's that's exactly, you know, that's the way exactly. markets develop, isn't it? Exactly. And if someone can improve on that, good for mm. them. I, you know, and I've always said this as well, and I and I don't advertise it enough. And and I'll say it on your and I'll say it on your show now, Rob. If anybody wants to brew any of my beers, I am more than happy to share any of my recipes. Mm any of my whatever they want i know a yep. lot of breweries keep it quite secret what they do rob i'm more than happy to share anything too nice. yeah, yeah. No, honestly i yeah. and i mean that and and because it will only you know for example if you had to say to me brandon can you send me the, the recipe of your i'll be honored that you want to brew you nice. you know at yeah, home yeah. and drink it yourself yep. so so yeah sorry i know we're deviating brilliant no but that, that, that's um, that's a you know that's, that's a lovely comment I'm, very generous I'm of you more yeah. than happy to share any of my mm-hmm. stuff, what what I use, I'll give them, I'll send the whole recipe to mm-hmm. them. I'm more than happy to do <laughs> Just that. Just a matter of I'm interest. In- Are you getting the emails from people wanting to come and uh, work for free with you that, you know, oh, like, like you were sending five or six years ago? <laughs> I'm getting a lot of it now. I, I am. It's, yeah, yeah it's I'm funny. sure. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm getting a lot of that and it's great. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's brilliant. And, um, and we have had we've had a few people. Uh, obviously, we don't have our own site. No, so, you, you, you know, it's, it's hard little, for you to accommodate them right now. But, exactly. Yeah. But I have had a few people, you know, joining us on canning mm. days, mm. and you know, coming on brew days. Mm. It, yeah, Rob, I'm I'm more than mm. willing to to help somebody out. Mm. Exactly how mm. I started, going on seven years now, nearly eight years in the industry. Uh, you know, c- you know, professionally, commercially, whatever you want to mm. call it. Um, so yeah, we are. I am starting to get. Well, that's you know that, that that's great, and I, and I'm not suggesting that you should abuse you know people's goodwill or or slave labor or whatever. But but it does. It's almost like it could be a valid part of your business plan is to say when you've got your own premises and your own facility, you know you're going to need five or six staff, and one of them could very easily be an intern because you know that there's you know there's a that that demand out there. So so that's great, you know, and you're not it's not like you're exploiting anybody because you're giving them a leg up, and that you know they'll be the next Brendan, won't they? In t- five exactly. years, exactly, yeah, exactly. And what I going back to what we discussed about opening up in Chichester. And um, I want to try support the local community uh, as mm. much as possible. So the other things, actually, just quickly touching base on. So Rob, the other thing I'd, I'd, I want to try to do I, I, again. I, I say this now, but I might be dreading it when when it actually happens. But <laughs> I want to I want to try give like on a Saturday or a Friday afternoon, whatever. You know, try give some you know some lessons to people. You know. Oh, nice. Yeah. You that's know, great. Come, yeah. Come, you know, come down, come down to the brewery and. Mm. You know, even if we, I've got a grandfather, you know, one, you know, the grandfather. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. The, yeah. yeah. Um, so these are the little things, you know, That's just to amazing. give back I to love the community yeah, yeah. And, um, and help people. Because I, I know exactly how I started, mm. you know, as you said it, you, you said it as well, you know, phoning all those people, emailing all those <laughs> and just getting rejected, rejected. Yeah. And then eventually I got Gypsy Hill said, no, absolutely. Yeah, you're just in the right place at the right time and your, right pers- time. your persistence absolutely. made it happen. Yeah. 
absolutely um but um willing always um yeah always willing to to help help anybody out um at the at, at the moment going back on those people who have you know i've had quite a few unfortunately you know we just don't have anything at the moment no. um rob but as you said it as well once the brewery is open we'll need taproom staff you know yeah. we'll need we'll need uh you know i'll need some brewer assistance and then besides the brew we are looking at other little things as well again i don't want to say too much but we're looking at some you know some other things we're looking at like some pop-up bars if i oh, sort of yeah. say yeah mm. down in this area you know so there's always there's always room to you know to help help out and i and i'm always willing to teach and if someone's got the patience and 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 the e and you know the, the enthusiasm and eager to learn i'll give them 100 of my time so yeah. beautiful let's have the dreaded social media conversation Brendan, um, you know, look, <laughs> you guys, <laughs> yeah, because you guys currently are ranked 15th in England on Untapped out of whatever it is, 1500 breweries. So that's pretty spectacular considering, you know, <laughs> you don't have a yeah, brewery that, that, yet. Actually, you know, so. that, that is really good, actually. I, I didn't realize, I knew we were, I knew we were up there. I knew we were sort of just on maybe the 20th or whatever, oh, but yeah. I checked it this morning. Really... You're, you're currently 15th. So, so that's wonderful. Oh, okay. So people love what you're doing. You get great feedback and postings on on instagram yes. how much attention do you pay to that stuff does it influence you at all or do you you know you just sort of aware of it in the background and just getting on with your own thing um i think again i mentioned earlier robbie who you know who helps me out he's been absolutely brilliant um with the help he does on social media rob i think we do pay attention to it hmm. if you just look at social media just in general and how it's influenced you know not only the the brewing industry you know, you just look at other influences, you know, like like women who do makeup yeah, sure. cooking yeah, yeah. and whatever, you know, it plays a big part in those things I just mentioned, you know, it from really brewing does, yeah. to, to, to makeup to whatever. And I think if it wasn't for Instagram and I think if it wasn't for Untapped is I think if it wasn't for those two things, especially Instagram, I don't think we would be pushing as much beer as what we're doing in Europe mm -hmm. at the moment. So no, we 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 100% really focused on on Instagram. I know me and Robbie try, you know, if someone has taken the effort to post a picture of our beer, mm -hmm. write something about it, I feel we need to make, you know, we I want to say thank you. Yeah. You know, I want to say thank you for making the effort and we always welcome feedback as well. I know someone um, put uh, put a little comment about into the woods you know the dipper you know the yep. dipper we did on uh, on the sussex project and he said it wasn't he didn't enjoy it it wasn't quite mm. and like that is perfect you know <laughs> we're not going to satisfy every single person no. but at the same time rob i can um yeah i can take that feedback and i can only improve by that you know yep. it makes me a better brewer and it makes me it makes little monster a better brewery so mm. we always welcome positive feedback negative feedback but construct constructive negatives you yeah. know like yeah so but i think social media is important it's definitely helping us get our name out there i would say one thing though rob if i if i can say Please, this yeah um, i'm going to be very honest we get a lot of people and I'm, and I'm not saying just one or two we get a lot of people saying oh send us freebies send us freebies send us freebies yeah and the thing i can say to those guys is like if you really care about us small guys, go buy my beers. Yeah, you shouldn't be asking, no. Exactly. Mm. That's the best thing you can do for us. 
Mm. is go support us because you're not only supporting me you're supporting that little independent yeah, that's right, the distribution down channel the road the, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. don't get me wrong uh, rob you know we, we we do send beers to a number of people mm. but it's people we've known in the, in the industry for a while people who are friends yeah. um rob if i had to send free beer to to every single person <laughs> i'll be making no money man and, I, and uh, i've got to be making some i've got to be making some money it's a business at the end of the day absolutely um but sorry i just thought i should just no no it's a very uh, fair comment and i'm, I'm glad yeah. you raised it one more quick yeah diversion on on untap we did touch on this at the break there are like the anointed styles on untapped and the styles that are automatically marked down and we you know we we did touch on this as to whether that influences your brew schedule if you're thinking about brewing a lager or or a, a perhaps a brown ale or i don't know what yeah. you know you're gonna yeah. you're automatically resigned to the fact that you, you know a, a really good example of those beers is going to average at 3.5 on untapped whereas your beers are averaging at four so yeah does, does that influence your brew schedule or are you trying it's- to rise above that I'm trying. <laughs> Again, I'm going to be very honest. We we try rise above that, but I've got a real, and I think I I think I've mentioned this maybe on one or two posts or on on maybe one or two other sort of talks I've done as well. I've got a real love hate with Untapped. Um, as I said to you, you know, ten minutes ago, I think Untapped has helped us get into Europe, which is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, it also helps me with. If I want to do, uh, you know, I mentioned a, um, yeah, I mentioned a, a goes, you know, uh, earlier, you know, I want to do one next year. Yeah. I will, I will look at Untapped and I will see what, what is the sort of trend, you know, what percentages of people doing, what fruits they, what fruits they throwing in. So yeah, Rob, I, I use it in sort of just to get an idea. No, I don't want to brew a. Eight percent goes where everyone's doing a five percent goes, no, for example. You no, know, because you're you're spiting yourself if you do that, aren't you? Exactly. Hmm. So I, I I use it for that type of thing, but I don't even have Untapped on my phone. Do you not? <laughs> I, I don't even have it on my phone. Wow. But I, I normally get Robbie telling me how we're doing or what mm-hmm. what beer's doing. But I just feel Untapped. There's a lot of keyboard warriors on there. Absolutely, um, and that's well, that's true of all social media, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Yeah, from from Instagram to Twitter mm. to to Untapped. So we look at it, we take note of it, but we at the same time we don't get too upset by you know if we get a a three rating or a two and a half, whatever. You know, end of the day, I, I look at it two things. Not everybody's going to like my beer, and that no. I'm hundred percent fine with that. Okay, and I am. I'm not going to no. shoot everyone. No, it's, it's you just, drive yourself it, mad by trying to. So it, exactly. Yeah. And then the second thing is, I always think how many people are drinking my beer who aren't on Untapped. Hmm. There are hundreds of people enjoying my beer who aren't every five minutes putting something on Untapped. And I know some breweries who just really like are so focused on Untapped. If someone says some slight little negative little thing it's like oh my god like why are you saying it's like it's what it is you know it's like it's you know i gotta tell you though brendan the people that are having that attitude are the ones that are generally being punished with the ratings so you're 
speaking from a position where Untapped loves your beers and your brewery, the guys of average brewery rating of 3.3 or whatever are the ones that really yeah. hate Untapped because they, for whatever reason, what they're brewing doesn't gel with what Untapped users want. And even still, I, I totally get your point that not everybody drinking your beer is on Untapped, of course. Yeah. You know, only a small percentage. But do you accept that untapped is sort of speaking for the market in terms of trends and general direction or not no i do i do think it is i definitely do and as i said to you i get on there to to see the trends to see Mm -hmm. what people want to drink to see i use that same example you know if i'm doing if i want to do a sour what are you know what are the percentages and i think instagram has gone that way as well Mm -hmm. rob yeah, absolutely. Instagram is harder to data mine is the thing with Instagram, isn't it? So yeah. Instagram, you get much richer commentary and feedback, but it's hard to sort and dissect, isn't it? Would be my my thought. But yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I think I think we are influenced by what is said and what's happening on, mm. on Instagram. And again, it's not a bad thing at all. It's just mm. the way has happened the last couple of years yep. and that. So let's talk just a moment about your Sussex project, Beers Zambi. So what's the concept there and how frequently are you brewing those beers? Yeah, Rob. So that was me and uh, Robbie got together in the summer. Yeah, obviously, you know, we were brewing, core range. And then, um, you know, with, with obviously lockdown happened, Robbie Beans born and bred in West Sussex. Okay. And me living in West Sussex the last, you know, nearly five years. We just wanted to showcase where we live. Right. You know, this beautiful county we live in. And yeah, we just came up with the Sussex project. We just wanted to take photos and all those photos of all the beers we've done. Yeah. Those are all our own photos. Um, mm-hmm. My daughter took one of the photos, which I absolutely yeah. love. And, I, and again, I'm sorry, I didn't really touch on this. You know, Little Monster is actually named off my daughter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> which again, I should have really done that at the, at the introduction, but never mind. Um, so yeah, so Little Monster is, is sort of named after my daughter, what I used to call her in an affectionate way. Um, you know, dear, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like my little monster. You know, my little, so, um, but we just wanted to do something a little different, um, showcase off the place we love, you know, we love to love, we love to brew, and it's been really well received. So I think we've done four now. So we did Coast, Hills, Yield, and Into yep. the Woods, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was a New England Pale Ale, a New England IPA, a Sour, and a Double IPA. And we got one more coming, Rob, so we're going to okay. do five. Nice, um, yeah. But we're going to do that. It's going to be a little bit of a break, unfortunately, because, again, this is just down to capacity. Yeah. So we're going to do the last one uh, next year. Mm. Uh, and I think that's just going to be a, just a nice classic West Coast IPA. Right. Good. But out of that, out of the Sussex project, we're going to most probably move two, one, definitely one, but maybe two into the core range. Right. So we're going to move coast into the core range. Mm-hmm. Coast was, yeah, like a New England a New England pale ale, and that was brewed with Strata, which is a fantastic mm, hop. I love Strata, uh, yeah. Yeah, Strata's amazing. I've got that on contract for next oh, fabulous. year. fabulous, yeah. Um, I've got, yeah, so we're going to, yeah, that was with Strata and Amarillo. Mm-hmm. And then we might move Hills. So Hills was, a, a, again, another New England IPA, but that was with Brew One, mm-hmm. Citra, and I think Amarillo, yeah. Okay, Amarillo also sounds Zachary. like a nice combination, yeah. Yeah, um, so those those two we might move into our core range next year. Mm-hmm. So that's it, Rob. We just wanted to do 
something a little different just showcasing yeah nice i mean working within the confines of such limited capacity you've done well to produce that many specials i would say in in the last year you know that's uh exactly and then so next year we're going to look at a a single hop series next year okay nice yeah yeah again we'll do four to five in the series Mm -hmm. and we're just going to focus on the hops we all like me paul and robbie We'll do like a single, I love Strata, mm. I love uh, Amarillo, I love mm. Mosaic. Um, Have you had many of the Cloudwater single hot beers this year? You know what, Rob, I, I've i heard so many good things. Oh, they've about, been amazing. I've heard they've been amazing. Mm. Um, actually, again, going back to Robbie, I know Robbie's been drinking a lot of Cloudwater because... But Robbie was saying to me that he's been drinking a lot of their beer in the last mm. sort of eight to ten months. And they are—he's he, he's rating them actually at the top brewery at the moment. Oh, I think they've been wonderful this year, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and un- unfortunately, I just haven't been on top of a lot of their beers. And I mm. just to say again what you just said. I, yeah, I heard those single mm. those single hop series was absolutely amazing, incredible. Yeah, yeah. you know, and they've, they've so, now just pivoted to start doing the New Zealand, obviously with the, yes. you know, the new New Zealand crop coming available. So they're now focusing yeah. on the New Zealand hop, yeah, uh, sing, uh, single hop. Uh, series and yeah so i've got a, amazing, I've got a lot a lot of stuff to do for next year for the single hop series mate. you have yeah no almost endless i think you know you could you could quite easily do 50 and not even uh not even come close to to, to covering exactly. what, what everybody would be asking for well, so i've got two closing questions but before i get into that i always ask the guest whether there's anything that we haven't got to that you came into the conversation wanting to mention something dear to your heart that, that you'd like to get into the public domain what I'd like to say thank you, and we're actually canning it on yeah Wednesday or Thursday this week, and this is the second version of it, mm. is table beer I did, is, is tack. tack. And yeah. tack is thank you in Norwegian. That's and right. We yeah. used Kavakis, which is a Norwegian mm. So, But basically, that beer I did, again, it was part of the, the beer journey, which I explained about Yule and Monarchy, is, Rob, I just want to just say thank you to everybody who's who's played a big part in my brewing career. Even, it sounds mad, even that waiter in Montreal. You know? That's right, yeah. <laughs> you know, if he'd have given you the Molsons that you asked for, you wouldn't be here, would you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Excuse me. So, no, honestly, and it sounds silly, but I, I want to, yeah, I just want to thank everybody from from the waiter in Montreal to <laughs> to the guys at Gypsy, to Fourpier, to 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 my family, <laughs> to my ex-partner who I have a really good relationship with, uh, to my daughter, to to Robbie Paul. Yeah, everybody, all the, you know, all gotta sound like a I'm just like a You're Oscar, accepting Oscar an award, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna start crying. I promise you I'm not gonna start crying. <laughs> I'm not going to do a, a, a what's a, um, a Gwyneth Paltrow or whatever. Yeah, so uh, um, no, but it's it's true though, uh, Rob. I, I do. I just want to say thank you mm. to everyone who's who's helped me along the way, and and I still get help to this day. You know, I can. Sure. Well, that's the beauty of this industry, isn't it? It's, yeah, uh... absolutely. And there's a number of people who I can still phone and say, "Listen, I'm stuck on this," or "Can you recommend?" You know, just whatever. You know, whatever. It yeah, is. I need some boxes. Uh, I need some cans. I need some more. Yeah, that's absolutely. Know, that's, yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, I and I and I don't want to start saying names because I'm, there's so many names. And then I would I want to thank all the all the all the bottle shops, all the bars who have supported me and Little Monster over the last couple of years. And uh, yes, yeah, just a big shout out. And then obviously all the guys who have done collabs with. And yeah, Robin, thank you to you guys as well. Uh, you know, My pleasure. And, and you know all the the guys who are drinking the beer. 
And um, I just want to just say thank you to everybody for the support. And, and we just, yeah, we're just going to carry on what we're doing. But yeah, guys, just, yeah, thank you. And yeah, I hope you just keep supporting and, and hopefully we can, we can keep delivering the, the beer you guys are enjoying. So nice. thank you. Thanks, everyone. As an extension to that, then, the penultimate question is what I call the shout out to the little guy. And here I'm looking for you to mention a local, probably West Sussex business that you're impressed by. It might be a brewery, it could be a tap room or a pub or perhaps a cafe, but somebody small that you think is delivering great service to the furtherance of craft beer, uh, not necessarily to Little Monster or just a Little Monster, but generally um, serving the beer scene. So I'm going to give a shout out to The Escapist, mm-hmm. which is a new a new craft beer bar in, in Chichester. Okay, uh, fantastic. Steve and Tom, two magic guys, love their beer. Mm-hmm. They found this place in, in Chichester, which um, they were pretty much ready to open. Well, not open, but open as in get renovating and all that. Right. And I think it took them a while to get, as, as most places, planning permission. Nothing ever happens as quickly as you want it to, no. Exactly. And then literally they got it. And I think, I'm not lying, I think literally two weeks we went oh. into the first lockdown. And I just like, oh, I can't believe. It. And I'm like, guys, I'm so, so sorry. And then obviously during the lockdown, they renovated and they, mm-hmm. they fixed the place. And then what was the 4th of July? I think yep. we all, they opened up and they've just gone from strength to strength. Brilliant. They've got a, a, a great little craft beer bar here in Chichester. Nice. And they support me hell of a lot. They and it's, like it's called The Escapist. The Escapist. Brilliant. uh in, in chichester yes yeah, so I'll, I'll put a link to the in the show notes to, to that so people can find um, it brilliant so. fantastic all right that's great so we are at the wrap-up question what would be your ultimate happy hour where would you be who would you be with and probably most importantly what would you be drinking so i think i would be i think i'd like to be with those original team members you know from gypsy hill nice yeah for pure arundel but where um, are you going to be drinking I think we'll be drinking in New Zealand somewhere. Oh, wow. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to settle for somewhere. I'm looking for a specific location, I'm afraid, Brendan. I love Queenstown. Okay. So we're all sitting in Queenstown. Queenstown, New Zealand. Um, And I think we're drinking... The beer we're drinking, I'm going to say, and I know it's quite... I wouldn't say controversial, but is Gypsy Hill Hepcat. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) That is just my... It's just... It's a, I think it's a 4.5 or even maybe 4.4 session IPA. Yeah. They've been doing that beer for a long time. Yeah, it's I'm sure they have. such yeah. a good, solid mm-hmm. beer that um, I think they use, maybe they've tweaked it over the last maybe year, two years, but I know they use Citra, Montueca, and a few other good hops in that, mm. uh, Rob. And it's just a really good, just a great beer. Just a really nice. good, yeah. sessionable tasty enjoyable beer mm-hmm. so yeah so i think to answer that with all my old crew from all the breweries i've worked at nice. in new zealand in queenstown baking hot drinking gypsy hill hepcat there you go lovely <laughs> good shout all right i'm happy with that 
I'm sorry it wasn't a big haze bomb. No, well, you, you know, quite honestly, I think that's, you know, and absolutely no disrespect to Gypsy Hill or Hepcat, but that's probably the most modest beer that I think anybody has, has, has actually asked for. Usually people are saying, oh, it's got to be a, like a, a monkish or a trillium or some, you know, some uh, big imperial stout or whatever. And uh, but that I can respect that. I think it's more yes. about the company and where you are. Exactly. Than, you know, exactly. not, you don't need to be drinking a, a whale beer, do you necessarily? Yeah. Yes. But this has been great, Brendan. Uh, really grateful to you for your time. No, so, it's so, all good, Rob. Thanks so much. Excellent, Rob. Thank you. Coming up in the next few weeks, we have interviews with some of the UK's most exciting craft breweries. If you enjoyed today's episode, I hope you decide to subscribe to the podcast so you receive each episode automatically every Tuesday morning. If you enjoy the podcast, please tell your friends and leave us a review in your podcast app. It really helps others to discover the show. Full details on all our podcasts can be found at thisweekincraft.beer. You can also follow This Week in Craft Beer on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube.